Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the bishop of the Interdenominational Order of Missioners of the Holy Spirit, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Today's message is entitled, How to Prepare for Your Baptism with the Holy Spirit. Have you heard this saying, when you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail? How many of you heard that saying? Raise your hand. Most of you, all of you. See if you agree with me. Sayings like that are a bit annoying, aren't they? When the going gets tough, the tough get going. When you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And they're a little annoying because they're cliche, but they're even more annoying is because they're true. They're true. Speaking to our wider podcast audience, and even those of you here in this sanctuary, some of you have never received the baptism with the Holy Spirit because you've never prepared or you've never been prepared to receive it, to receive this baptism. If you look at the Gospels, if you look at the beginning of the book of Acts, you will see quite clearly that Jesus prepared His disciples to receive baptism with the Holy Spirit. Have you been prepared? Are you prepared? Are you willing? Are you eager? Are you wanting? How many of you listening to me today are making excuses for why you've never received baptism with the Holy Spirit. In fact, now more than ever, in my lifetime, the church needs to be empowered with the baptism of the Holy Spirit like the early church, the apostolic church in Acts chapter 2. Every year we have an annual celebration of the Feast of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out, power from on high was poured out, upon the life of the church, and we celebrate that every year. And in light of that coming celebration, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Have you received power from on high? As the early church did. To prepare to receive your baptism with the Holy Spirit, here's what you need to do. But before we go into that, is this something you want? How many of you really want the baptism with the Holy Spirit? How many of you really want that? You want the experience. You want the power that the apostolic church had beginning in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit descended as tongues of fire. If you haven't received the baptism with the Holy Spirit, please don't feel guilty. Please don't feel like you're inadequate. Please don't feel like you're a lesser Christian 
than those who have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because all that guilt, all that blame, all that shame that you may be feeling right now because you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, all that is from the enemy because God wants you to receive power from on high. Baptism with the Holy Spirit. And maybe the reason is that you've never received Him, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, is that you've never been prepared. Or maybe, or maybe you've been filled with objectional theology. That was me. I was filled with objectional theology. Anytime someone would talk about being baptized with the Holy Spirit, I would take an icy cold bucket of theological water and I'd throw it on any flame of the Holy Spirit that had to do with baptism with the Holy Spirit. Because I would say, I don't need baptism with the Holy Spirit because I already have the Holy Spirit. And I think I might have even been that sanctimonious too. And maybe that's you. Maybe when you read, when you hear, when you hear messages, when you hear testimonies about being baptized with the Holy Spirit, you say to yourself, I don't need that because I already have the Holy Spirit. And I want to assure you something, that if you've been baptized, if you profess faith in Jesus, if you've evidenced fruits of the Holy Spirit, I assure you the Holy Spirit is with you, and I assure you that the Holy Spirit is in you. But what I'm talking about is baptism with the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That's the third prepositional filling of the Holy Spirit. With, in, and then power from on high. The Holy Spirit comes on you. You know, the apostles had the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Didn't they? The end of John, chapter 20, verse 22 the Gospel writer says that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And we could listen to a lot of theology about that, but the fact is, is that just a, just a few days later, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. They already had the Holy Spirit, but they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. You know, once they were baptized in Acts chapter 2, you go on to Acts chapter 4, and they were baptized again. They were refilled. Acts 4.29 Now, Lord, the apostles pray, enable Your servants to speak Your Word with great boldness. Stretch out Your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of Your holy servant Jesus. So much for those who say we shouldn't seek signs and wonders. The apostolic church is praying for them. Verse 31, after they prayed, right? They had the Holy Spirit with them? Yes. They had the Holy Spirit in them? Yes. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly, powerfully, courageously. What you've got to do is you've got to get rid of this objectional theology that says that 
I already have the Holy Spirit. I don't need to be baptized with him. Baptism with the Holy Spirit, you have to understand, is a distinct event. And it's an empowering event. Some might say that it's an expression of your baptism. Some might say that it's an expression of your born-again experience. However you want to theologize about it, this is a distinct empowering event whereby you, being part of the body of Christ, receive power for life, for witness, and ministry. And it ought to excite you. You ought to get excited about it. There's more power. More than you could ever imagine. When we read the phrase, baptism of the Holy Spirit, we have to understand that this is metaphorically describing the experience and not the theology. Do you understand that? When Jesus talks about baptism with the Holy Spirit, He's talking about an immersive experience. He's not trying to give some kind of theology about how you're baptized, what it's all about. It's an experiential encounter with the power of God through the Holy Spirit. Just like you would be immersed with water, so you have this experience where you're just doused with the Holy Spirit. The apostolic church was filled and refilled, immersed, soaked, inflamed, baptized, dunked, soaked, shaked and baked, cooked, fried with the Holy Spirit. If you deny that reality, if you deny the reality of the experience of the baptism with the Holy Spirit, you will never experience it. Deny its reality like I did, and you'll never experience it. Get rid of the objectional theology. Get rid of it. You're on your own 10-yard line. Accept the punt and boot it out. Run it out of the stadium. It's a real experience. Happened in Acts chapter 2 to a bunch of people who already had the Holy Spirit with them and in them. I understand you do too. But how about on you? Power from where? On high. Prepare to receive your baptism with the Holy Spirit. Not somebody else's, but your baptism with the Holy Spirit. You have to have a convictional mentality, a convictional understanding that Christianity is more than what you believe and understand and obey. Is that all? Your faith is, it's something that you believe, that you cognitively understand, and that you obey. Is that all it is? I think in the age of Christendom, that was probably enough. Probably all the church needed. But in the age of post-Christendom, which we're in now, in these anti-Christ times that we live in, you need more than that. You need something supernatural. You need something attention-getting, course-altering, life-changing. A supernatural experience with the power of God so whereby you live for Christ and you do His works. 
You do the signs and wonders as the body of Christ in the eyes of an unbelieving and dismissing world that thinks it knows better and doesn't need Jesus anymore. Oh yeah? Oh yeah? Not pretentiously, but we've got something more than what we believe. We have power and authority from on high. I hope you want it. I hope you're hungry for it. I hope you're excited about it. Even now, the enemy's talking to you. Say, oh, you know what? That's, that's for somebody else. I was at a gathering of some Christians not so long ago. One person was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Family member. Family member of this person was baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the other family member said, you know what? This isn't for me right now. Glad my family member had this, but it's not for me right now. My time will come. If I was a betting man, if I was a betting man and I'm not, I bet you this, that that family member has still not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Even now, Satan's speaking to you and saying, it's for somebody else. It's not for you. It's too weird for you right now. It's too dangerous for you right now. You see, what you've got to do to prepare for your baptism with the Holy Spirit is you've got to get rid of the fear of man. Fear of man. The fear of man says that if you are filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized with the Holy Spirit, that you will be disapproved of. For goodness sakes, you... Even in the life of the church, people who are being filled with the Holy Spirit are being slandered. I've seen it, folks. First person. You got to get rid of fear and you got to replace it with what? What replaces fear? Faith. Yeah. Faith. Where there's faith, is there fear? Not for long. Where there's perfect love and when there's perfect faith, it casts out fear. You gotta get rid of this fear. You know, people I've talked to who are reluctant to desire and prepare for their baptism with the Holy Spirit. Some of them have hang ups. Like, what if it's not real? What if it's just emotional? If you ask, your father for a loaf of bread or a fish, is he going to give you a snake or a scorpion? No, Jesus said. No. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You gotta get rid of fear, replace with faith. That God, if I if I prepare, if my heart is right, if I'm expectant, then Lord, you're gonna give me this real experience of baptism with the Holy Spirit that other people have had. And you've got to understand that it doesn't matter how spiritual you are. In fact, I think the more spiritual you are, maybe the more deterrent there is for you receiving your baptism with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to do the work of Jesus. 
And if you look at the history of the churches, God will pour out his spirit on people, and you'll go, why did he pour out his spirit on that person? Why, Lord? Well, maybe because that person was like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I messed up, but I want it. You see, being baptized with the Holy Spirit is not a sign of Christian maturity. I know that runs counterintuitive to some people who are listening to me like, what? Yeah, immature people can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Doesn't mean you should stay immature. You should grow in Christ. You got to get rid of the, the fear and replace it with faith. And you got to stop worrying about the fear of man. Is that how are people going to perceive me if I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit? See, if I'm, if I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit, people, people might think I'm a Pentecostal. They might think I'm a, I'm a poor, dirty, ignorant Pentecostal. How many of you listening to me have that kind of theology? That kind of attitude? That you're just a bigot? That, o- that only ignorant people, only low-class people, only uneducated people are baptized with the Holy Spirit? Was Paul baptized with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, he was pretty educated. Pretty high-born. Here's another fear you've got to replace with faith. Some of you who are further along in this experience, and maybe, maybe there's a few pastors who are listening to me today, is you've got to have faith that no matter what God burns down in your life, in the fiery baptism of the Holy Spirit, that Christ, your foundation, will not burn down. When the fiery baptism of the Holy Spirit comes into your life, I'm going to assure you that some things are going to get burned up. And if you're a pastor, or if you're a church, and you're resisting the baptism of the Holy Spirit because you're really worried that the Holy Spirit's going to come into your church and burn it down. Let me just assure you that if that should happen, the foundation will stand if it was built on Christ. Because He is the rock of ages. Am I right? He is the foundation. The rock that can't be swept away. And if God, through the fiery baptism of the Holy Spirit, should burn things away in your life and and burn things away in your church and and even burn the whole thing down, folks. He's going to build something better. Do you believe that? The Lord giveth and the Lord does what? He takes away and He gives. Gives and takes away. And whatever He gives you will be better than the last thing. Look at Job. What Job got after his old life was taken away was better. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Christ, the foundation, will always stand. And anything else that gets burned down, something better will be built. And I can tell you that with my own life. Whatever the baptism with the Holy Spirit burnt away in my life, something better was built. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't say bigger. I said better. Some of you have this idea that better has to be bigger. Doesn't. 
They can be, but it doesn't have to be. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, Wait for the gift my Father promised. Wait for it. I think we could have the liberty of substituting the word wait with prepare. Prepare. If you look at Acts chapter 2, which we will next week, where were the disciples and apostles waiting? Were they waiting at a chariot race? Were they watching Prime on TV? Were they washing their hair? Where were they waiting? No, it says that they were all together in one place. They were preparing for this event. They were expecting it. And don't get me wrong. This event of baptism with the Holy Spirit can come very suddenly and even the strangest places. As, as people have walked down the streets, I've heard testimonies and stories where people have been baptized with the Holy Spirit just walking down the sidewalk. D.L. Moody, the, the 19th century evangelist, is a perfect story of that. Next week is Pentecost Sunday. Jesus appeared to his disciples and apostles for 40 days, and on the 40th day he ascended into heaven, and 10 days later the Holy Spirit came. 50 days. 50 days. The great 50 days of Easter. Some of you have never received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Some of you have never received your baptism with the Holy Spirit because you've never expected to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You've never been prepared. You've never prepared yourself to receive it and to receive Him in this way. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that Jesus prepared His disciples to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. That's what He was doing with them for 40 days and 40 nights. He was preparing them. And then when He ascended into heaven... He prepared them more, told them to wait, to be expectant. Don't go anywhere. Stay where you're at. Maybe that's where some of you are. You just need to stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. Keep praying. Keep praying. Lord, I want to be baptized with your Holy Spirit. Maybe the Lord will give you more direction. Well, you need to go to this place to receive it. Sometimes, Sometimes obedience perceives the experience. You just get the Lord's leading, and as you go, you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. But let me ask you this. Are you prepared? Are you willing? Are you eager? Are you wanting? Jesus said, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay until you've been clothed with power from on high. May God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit prepare you, prepare you for your baptism with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. 
Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.